0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Three Bagger Podcast, uh, episode two. So, today we're going to be talking about uh, the World Series and how that wrapped up, um, along with a recap of some of the um, rules that we saw implemented in the season here that may or may not stay, um, and then also our early predictions for when the season could start back up. Uh, first, I'm going to kick it over to my co-hosts, uh, Nick and uh, Stam. How you guys doing?
1: Doing all right, doing all right. It's not doing bad good? over here. Yeah, though, for me, it's kind of kind of rough this past weekend. Uh, the team I interned for, Louisville City, we lost our playoff game, so we lost a chance by host, but other than that, it's been it's been good now in the off season, so looking Was forward. Was that to the to Rowdies? The... They played the Rowdies? They played, the yeah, the, the Tampa Bay Magic. They they had it, wow. you know. Like, we were favored to win. We ended up losing to Tampa Bay. Now they're hosting the final down in uh, Tampa Bay on um, Sunday. So, if you happen, I know football is big on Sunday, but just record the game on ESPN. You can watch it later. Would definitely recommend doing that. But, like I said, a uh, year of Tampa Bay. It worked for the Rowdies, but did not work for the Rays.
0: I guess so. Wow.
2: Stan, how you doing? Oh, we're doing all right. Uh, uh this week I've been learning how to code, uh, using like R, SQL, and Python, and going to apply that to some uh, player analysis coming up in the next couple weeks for the off season. Uh, so awesome. be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for some uh, player analysis blogs, uh, in the near future. Yeah, right. awesome. Barry. I saw
0: your uh, LinkedIn post today on that. Um, oh just yeah, some stats on Randy Rosarena the. Uh, what should have been the World Series MVP if the Rays ended up winning? Yeah, oh, yeah. that looks really interesting. I'm I'm excited to see uh, some of the blogs we put up from that for sure. Like,
2: like a uh, Randy is a freaking beast, man.
0: Oh my god, uh, he's. I mean, I can't wait to see him play next year. He's got to be like a feature yeah. guy for the Rays order next year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's still a prospect. Yeah, he's still. Yeah, he could win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Um, I think he only played in what like 20 games or like 30 games. I this think year? it was
2: like. 26 games or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like prospect, um, like eligibility is what? Like 60 or 70 games or something? Something like that. Yeah. Because I know Judge I played like a good half of the second year in his like very first stint, but I still was considered rookie the next
2: year. Okay. 50 yeah, that games makes sense. and like some, some kind of uh, plate appearance or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on into it. Uh, World Series recap. So I think we recorded on what episode or i think it was going one, yeah. into game three right
1: yeah so the yeah, first two one, games were done it, it was, was tied it was a one, one one series going into game three on the ed when we uh, last talked touched about the world series
0: okay all right yeah so obviously it uh turned out in favor of the los angeles dodgers they won in six games um game six was kind of you know it wasn't really like the rest of the series it was a pitcher's duel game I mean Mookie Betts giving them the cushion there late and the Dodgers just doing what they do and you know playing defense and shutting down uh, the opponent Um, one thing I really want to talk about in the recap though is it was game five I believe the Rays winning and tying it
1: back up at two in just ridiculous fashion any thoughts on that yeah, that is probably one of the most ridiculous plays I've ever seen. Because you're, you're just you're seeing him around the base. You're like, what are you doing? Like, stay there. Like, go play for the tie. But no, they went for the win. They, luckily, there was a big defensive error. Like I, like I said, the, the catcher wasn't able to get the ball. So they were able to go there and win the game, which you would think totally unexpectedly and got him back in the series. Like, unfortunately, the Dodgers came back in the next two games and just kind of shut him down, like, the Rays did have someone we get him in game six, but right after Snell got taken out, you saw they had to hit that was able to get him to tie the game. And very soon, the Dodgers had the lead, and there it went. And basically, the Dodgers saw it through afterwards, you know. Like, the Rays had their opportunities early in the season, especially after they tied it up. They just weren't able to carry it through. Uh, the bullpen did let them down a little bit, which kind of disappointed me. Like I said, that was kind of the big key factor I was hanging on was the Rays' bullpen, and it did let them down late in the series
0: yeah exactly I mean you knew that the Rays had to keep them below kind of a certain threshold of runs and they just didn't do it um, also for reference uh, the play we're talking about I think it was game five I, yeah it was game five right Yep.
2: yeah it, it was yeah.
0: game five um, the Dodgers or the Rays had runners on first and second with two outs with uh, Brett Phillips at the plate and Phillips yep. poked a single like right past the second baseman and scored the game tying run and the right fielder, I think it was Chris Taylor, just yeah. completely but missed the ball. Like he yeah. went to field it and they like, bounced off his glove and went like 10 feet to yeah. the right of him, which gave a Rosa Arena a chance to kind of round third base. And Taylor, you know, collected the ball, threw it into home, and a Rosa Arena stumbled and tripped on his way home. <laughs> and then yeah. the catcher Will Smith could not field the ball cleanly at home plate. Right. That and Rosa so was able to get up and just walk home for the uh dramatic walk off win. That yeah, that was not stem. any
2: thoughts. Yeah, I thought that was uh, like one of how our games end. <laughs> one of, our travel Which league. which one? I don't know, just for like a like the end of a travel game. <laughs> <laughs> the end of a little yeah, the end of a little league for travel, real, yeah. Yeah, yeah the only home run box. Oh yeah, my god yeah. for sure. That was just the craziest play I've ever seen in a World yeah. Series nonetheless. Yeah, it's wild too. The guy that hit at Brett
0: Phillips is actually from like the Tampa area. I didn't know that, but like yeah. he'd been playing on the Kansas City Royals for a while. But it was cool to kind of you know see him go and do that for his home city.
2: Um, so no, we, we gotta talk about Kevin Cash taking out Blake Snell. Yes, in game that six. was that's a very controversial
0: thing. I mean, your ace is rolling through six innings. Yeah. I think he had like yeah. ten or
2: eleven strikeouts, right? Yeah, like was, I, mean, uh, I want to say seventy-three pitches or something like that. He had a very yeah, minimal yeah. pitches thrown throughout yeah. the game. Uh what nine strikeouts? I mean, you gotta let him go. I mean, what do he's not playing for the next game? <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah, game, you,
0: game if you seven, don't win, it's not next game. So yeah. right. you're not saving yeah. him. Yeah,
1: mean, so that's just ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Some interesting things I was looking at this, kind of just going yeah. through us. Snell's actually game log. It's interesting to see he actually never went up six six innings in the entire season. The most he went, he went he went five and two thirds most of the times. But it's interesting to see most of the most of the starts were just five innings. So it's interesting to see the Rays kind of stuck to this game plan where they're really big on not letting their starter go the third time versus, versus the lineup, and you can see that kind of bit them where they had Snell going. He struck out like nine of eighteen batters. So half the half the guys. Are, struck out by Snelly face he gave up that one hit and basically they went back to the analytics saying hey we this is something we've done all year is going to our bullpen early in the games and it didn't work out for them it's kind of that's why everyone's questioning like what are you doing how come basically before the kind of analytics era took over you would basically see your starter go throughout the game is basically starter for starter most of the time going 100 plus pitches and you could see Snell was angry he, he thought this was his moment to shine. This could really put him up there. It's kind of one – he's already up there with one of the best pitchers in the game, but this could really elevate him to kind of see as like one of the best pitchers, probably the best pitcher in the AL, and he was kind of robbed at that moment. So it's interesting to see going forward, will the Rays continue to do the, okay, five innings for the starter, then going to their bullpen because they don't want the third time in the order, or will they switch it up now because they saw it cost in the World Series?
0: Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to, I mean, that's where you draw the line for analytics. Like analytics is a big part of the game, obviously. I mean, there's lots that stats yeah. and all that can tell you, but when you're in game six of the world series and your ACE is out there, you know, just being your ACE, you got to stick with them. You can't go with what the numbers say at that point. I mean, I understand going towards it cause that's how it's been all season. But I mean you gotta make a that's where the human element of managing comes in. You need to make that gut feeling, you know, this guy's rolling, I'm gonna stick with him. You gotta trust your guys. Stats don't take into account, you know, emotions and mental toughness.
2: Yeah, and he only let up one guy in base on first, nonetheless, and it wasn't like he was in any trouble at the time. So you just gotta let him go, finish the game, at least go a couple like two innings at most. Yeah, he definitely had, like, 20 to 35 pitches, maybe even 40 left in him.
1: Yeah. Any more thoughts on that, Nick? Just uh, just kind of one final thought on that. It's kind of like the analytics play, too. Like, it didn't make sense to really what they really brought in, too, as someone who had struggled in that series. So, even if you play the analytics, it still wasn't the smartest move of who they brought in. Because I know they're mentioning on the broadcast, that, but that who they brought in was struggling against the Dodgers, and he saw the next pitch, bam, especially for, like, who is coming up with bets. Like I truly believe if you want to have your best pitcher going against their best hitter, if Snell was the best pitcher, the best matchup for that. Cause like I said, um Mookie Betts had already striking out twice. So, so he's already going against someone who he struggled earlier in. So I feel Snell had a good, good chance to get bets out. And they basically said, all right, we're going to go to what we've done all year. And like you guys mentioned at, at some points in the game, you got to go with, okay, the numbers say this, but, we have someone going that and we gotta let him go. Because like I said, Snell's not gonna pitch ag- not gonna pitch again until we don't know when Snell's gonna pitch again, like I said, for whenever the twenty twenty one season spring started. training. Yeah, if you if you if you lose then he's not pitching again that season. Yeah. So I mean yeah. he's not gonna pitch game seven either. So it's kind of like this is his last opportunity. I I believe you have got to let Snell go until he gives up a run based on the yeah. one score game. Because it's very it's very clear the Raids were very unlikely to score runs. They had, had a hard time getting guys over once they got on um, base. You could definitely see in a couple of the games they were being really aggressive on the base pass. Sometimes it worked, like I said in Game Five, and sometimes it didn't. They were, they were gunned down a couple times. I remember watching during the series. So you're going to see going forward. Obviously, like I mentioned in the last episode, both these teams are still relatively young. We can see what happens in the off season. Will the Rays uh, elect to spend more money to see if they can get a couple of players that will be able to help them out? I know in future podcast we're definitely going to break down the free agency market and see where a couple of guys to go who could be the key step to take a team to the next level but we would be definitely interested to in see how the Rays do approach this offseason
0: yeah for sure uh one last thing about the uh recap of this series um Corey Seager do you think he deserved the
1: MVP uh um, I, I gotta go bet I think I think what he did for this series and also if if you think about like overall, kind of like I know I for the series you're supposed to look at the series specifically, but just look at the overall landscape. Like, look at how many times the Dodgers made it that far in the World Series, in the playoffs, and they weren't able to get it done. They add Mookie Betts to the team, and then they get it done. So from that point alone, I think you got to get the bets.
2: Fair enough, Stan. You know, I think Corey Seager and Mookie Betts—they're like one and two in MVP candidates for the series. I agree um, with that. I, I don't know if I agree. With one or the other, but they were both very deserving of the award. So, anyway.
0: yeah, I think Seager did better. Yeah. I think um, he had more key hits, and he had more key hits. He had more hits in general, and just like the entire postseason as well. I mean, yeah. the World Series he still did great, but like Seager was hitting the entire postseason. I, I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm pretty
2: sure his like postseason batting average was above 300 for sure. Yeah. And he was right behind. Or I can't even see his <laughs> Aurora Zena, is that how you say it? Auroraena, Randy. Or- Arorazina. Arorazina. There we go. Yeah, okay. that, he was he was right behind him in the home run chase for single postseason home runs. Yeah. Uh, Randy had he had ten, and Corey was right there with eight. Uh,
0: yeah, so that kind I, of flew
2: under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> I just I was I found that out today when I was doing my research on him. Uh, I was just looking at all the postseason leaders and like, oh my god, Corey Seeger's right there. <laughs> exactly. Well, it flew very much under the radar. Yeah, nobody's talking crazy. about that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, looking at Corey Seager's stats right now, he had 11 RBIs, so there it is. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Three, yeah. Wait, well, just in the World Series? Oh, wait, no, that was... Uh, okay.
1: That was okay, LCS. Like, oh, okay.
2: Oh, he's, okay, he's, he's I was going to say... Of the, He was MVP of the NLCS and the World Series. So, in NLCS, he had 11, he had five RBIs in the World Series. But he had a 400 400 batting average with a 556 on base percentage with a 700 slugging
1: percentage. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) there you go. Pretty good good numbers there. He got there.
0: Yeah. All right. um, One last thing about the World Series, too. This kind of happened after, during the uh, celebration. Um, Justin Turner. So, for context, Justin Turner is the uh, Dodgers' third baseman. Um, It was about halfway through the game, uh, the Dodgers' ownership was made aware that Turner had tested positive for coronavirus, and they immediately pulled him from the game and isolated him into a uh, different room of the clubhouse. Um, And after the Dodgers won the World Series, Turner took it upon himself to go out onto the field without a mask and celebrate with his team, even though he was COVID positive with the team and their families with kids all around. I mean,
1: bonehead. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's That's ridiculous. Not good. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go here and like, it's, it's ridiculous that, that was probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Uh, kind of just let you know about at um, least MLB's supposedly policy and what they're supposed to do for positive COVID tests. So supposedly, what's supposed to happen is uh, basically the person's supposed to be isolated, and basically um, they're not—they're supposed to be in a quarantine for 14 days, and anyone who came into contact with them for are supposed to be at least in a minimum 24-hour quarantine. So basically, if you think about it, this game probably should not have been played to, based on the testing. The testing happened last night. And they didn't find out. I think I believe some reports I read it was a second inning. And then they were not tied till the – and they didn't get pulled to the eighth inning. So think about it. There's all this time gap. Everybody's in the stadium. And they not letting the correct people know, hey, this guy should not be playing. The kind of I think it's definitely true. Look at the MLB. They were just kind of so focused on, okay, let's just end this game and move on. They were yeah. not taking the proper health protocols. They were looking more into the money and just finishing rather than public health. I think it's a really bad look for the MLB. I mean, you saw it all year, especially with the Marlins who missed like 14 days in a row, and like the, and the Cardinals who missed a bunch of time in a row. I know there was a lot of backlash when the I believe it was the Phillies when they played the Marlins and there was a, a positive test, and the Phillies were did not want to play. So you could definitely see the MLB's focus was okay, 60 games. Let's finish it. We we legit have eight, in- eight innings left, let to just finish it out. And I dis- disagree very strongly with the decision they made. It's not a great look playing a COVID test. How, how are you comp- telling your fans, oh, this is serious when you have a guy who tested positive and he's out there celebrating with his team? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's,
2: it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, that guy went out on the f- – Justin Turner went out on the field, uh, knowingly infected it all – are allegedly infected all those other players and potentially their families and it's not like they're going to be in a bubble anymore they're going to be going home to their homes outside of texas all across the country which this could very possibly be like a super spreader event uh if we see any positive uh cases pop up in the next couple of weeks uh we'll know where it came from
1: um, <laughs> definitely exactly yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, no, it, so that was
2: very that was a very vague statement if it was if any of the families uh, of the players, if they test positive, but uh, uh, it could definitely spread further than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. for sure. So MLB, here's the thing. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, yeah. As I say, I know MLB is investigating it, so we'll definitely probably see later in the week. Like I said, we're just kind of speculating based on what we see now. We like we 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 don't know who's gonna be positive. Honestly, we hope everybody is going to be healthy after this. So. Um, it'd be interesting to see what the if there is going to be punches, what they are going to be. Why the MLB will conclude in their investigation, because it'd be interesting to see, were how how were they complying? What was did was the MLB PA made aware of this? What did they know about it? So it'd be interesting to see, like obviously, if this is going to be an issue to start for next year, what can you do to make sure you're sending out players that all of them are tested negative before the game? So obviously, it's to, to me interesting now. next couple of weeks to seeing how this is handled and to seeing what they're going to do if anyone. Um, at the stadium is going it, to, it's tested positive because Justin Turner decided to come out and celebrate with the team.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you got to think that some of the sanctions would be like a fine. There'll be probably a hefty fine to think turn. Himself. Be a suspension. And I would think that he would be suspended for yeah at least like the first couple games of next year. So another thing, what happens if the Rays pull off an upset and win that game? Right. You have game
2: seven and, Everybody's infected with COVID. So, yeah, So, do do you think that Kevin Cash could come back to the league and be like, "Hey, we should never have played this game," and then Game Six is replayed, and then if the no. Rays
1: win, that could go to no. Game Seven. No, no. no. I well, see like your I said, thinking, I said, but no. <laughs> I said, no, it'll just be an Astic like like our favorite yeah. team in a twenty yeah. seventeen when they when they won the World Series. So. It'll, it'll just be exactly it'll be, like it'll be less of an aspect because like i said they they were clearly the favorite and better team in the world series like i said right, right taking justin turn around really didn't was not going to affect the outcome but it just it shows you how much the mlb the situation with the with the uh with COVID and showing you how their main focus was hey let's the season, let's get this tv money and get and get out you know
0: yeah yeah because like if you you know replay that game then you get into well shouldn't the 2017 world series be replayed because the astros <laughs> cheated the entire time yeah. so well, if they didn't the do anything A- or, or strip the, the A- title A- for that their...
1: replayed you know so it's kind of like yeah exactly Should you get, you get, you get exactly yeah. should all the
2: series
0: that the astros play get replayed Should the entire
1: 2017 season? Se- season be replayed you know you can't yeah. do all that you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: exactly And exactly so game well, if game six it could potentially be played two weeks later because of quarantine
0: yeah, yeah, well, so that, that's the crazy imagine. part. Like, they would have had to play two weeks later yeah. if, you know, the Rays won and it pushed it to game seven. They would have had, you know, that two, that's crazy. In a two-week break and you'd have your best pitchers on full rest <laughs> going in a game yeah, seven yeah. that, you know, that was built up yeah, two yeah. weeks yeah. ago. That That's that's nuts. Yeah. It, it would have
1: messed up their whole off-season schedule too. So, it, it's like I yep. said, like, you definitely tell Rob Manfred in his postgame game very relieved they were finished it. But, like I said, this, this is not the end of the story. And I can definitely see us talking about this later on.
0: Yeah, that's uh, another thing, too. Did you guys see Rob Manfred's interview? That was weird. The the right, guy weird. sounded like he was, like, possessed or drunk or something. I think he was drunk. You like, allegedly, he was, like, slurring allegedly,
1: his... I allegedly do not sue us, Rob Manfred. But, yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> I mean, his speech was, like, slurred or delayed. So I saw something about, like, he's listening to it on an earpiece and, like, it comes in a little bit later on a delay and made him speak that way but that's just weird i mean the guy was that's, on something
2: that's what i thought too like because you know i'm wearing these two like the beats earpods and they they look like that uh what yeah Andrew was wearing it, it does kind of affect your like hearing so it kind of like affects your speech too and yeah. being in like that that big crowd it wasn't that big of a crowd but it was, there's definitely a lot of uh, deafening boo who's <laughs> heading towards his way. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if that battled him or what.
1: <laughs> but, For yeah, sure. That'd be, that'd be. Well,
2: All right. Well, know the full story. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's
0: going to wrap up our uh, World Series um, recap. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers and especially Clayton Kershaw on getting their first ring since 1988, I believe it was. Correct. I'm I believe four it four was 88. Eight. Yes. Yeah. All right. So the second part of the show we're going to go into um, a recap of some of the rules that we saw implemented during the shortened season and just the shortened season itself and just kind of give our opinions on whether or not we liked them and whether or not we should or would like to see them in future seasons. So we're going to start here with uh, just recapping the shortened season. So 60 games. How'd you guys feel about that? If the league said tomorrow, every game's going to be 60 or every season's going to be 60 games long.
2: You know, I liked yeah. it for what it was. Uh, you know, we're lucky we even got a baseball season. Uh, but there was times where it felt like the players just didn't get, like, any off days. There'd be, like, so many double headers and just weird start times. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I won't take it for granted that we even got baseball this year. Uh, but, yeah, it was
1: just, just a different year. Dad, what? I think on the 60 game front, obviously it's, it's a big jump going from 162 to 60. Um, obviously, you play more games it's more revenue, so I could definitely see why 162. One thing I'd like to see, I don't think it's really been talked about, is maybe even doing some type of split season. I know they do in the minor leagues. you're basically there's a the first half champ and a second half champ. so I could almost see MLB doing like doing an 80 80 game first half and an 80 game second half, so that way you, that way, it's kind of similar to a 60 game season, but you're still playing the same amount of games, they're still kind of – they were still able to create that buzz, kind of. That's something you can suffer with with 162 games where teams were out, like, two, three months before the season even ends. But especially this year, like, so many teams are in LA, especially, like, so many bad teams are in LA. So it definitely created these kind of buzz, especially with, like, who would have thought the Marlins would have made the playoffs this year, you know? It's like they didn't even yeah. get the last playoff spot. Like, they, they legit had a good year, you know? That's what these short seasons can create. So I'd definitely be in favor if the MLB would consider – like, doing a split season with 80 games. So, we to see how they do go forward. I think 162 will be next year. So, we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, the 60, to me, I mean, like Stan says, it. I'm glad we even got baseball this year. Um, I didn't really enjoy it that much just because 60 games is not a big enough sample size, in my opinion. But I do see what you're saying, too, Nick, where, you know, it was – there was a bunch of teams in it that probably wouldn't have been in it in a regular season, you know, to the end and created a lot of excitement and hype really up to the last day. Um, obviously, the business side of that, too. I mean, you're losing a lot of games and like TV broadcasts and everything. So I don't think that that's really sustainable. And I think we will, you know, see 162 in the future. I don't think the season length is going to change by you know 100 plus games so next thing we're going to move on to is the expanded playoff this is a big one because I know the MLB is like seriously considering going to an
1: expanded playoff so what do you guys think about that yeah I'll go ahead and start off here I think with the playoffs I think it's a bit much but I could definitely see six I think six is a good number based on what we've seen in the last couple of years I know the AO has definitely been really competitive with the wild card just based on the past couple of years you can look at it it's like both teams are competing, so I could definitely see six. Um, the only way I would like, like prefer to get to eight if they would eventually expand to 32 teams. Then I think eight would make sense, but like I said, uh, kind of based on the numbers, with eight t- with eight teams, 16 of your 30 teams are making it, so you're over half the league. It's kind of a lot for such a long season. Like I guess that's kind of one of the things about baseball; it is grinds a long season, so kind of makes sense that's less playoff teams. But um, I would be fine with a- with going six going forward. Sam,
2: yeah, yeah, I liked it. I like this year, Uh, seeing like Marlins get in uh, the Blue Jays. I mean, who expected those teams to get in at the last second? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, so that was definitely fun to watch. So Um, you're for the eight game or the eight team a league? Yeah, definitely Uh, format. I I think the wild card should. I like the wild card format now with a three games instead of the
1: (laughs) one or done series. As an A's um, fan, I agree with that. That that's, yeah. good Man, that's the reason why they advance, and they don't have to play a one. As a game Yankee series. fan, I so, don't you know. agree
0: with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I honestly personally don't like it. I I don't think they should expand. I think that's one of the things that makes baseball a great sport. Is you know you only get a certain amount of teams in the playoff, and like you said, Nick, the season's a grind. If you let eight teams in, it, it becomes less of a grind, and you don't have to do as well during the regular season to get it in the playoffs. I mean, the reason why the playoffs are so difficult and the World Series is so difficult to win is because you need to have, you know, that uh, health and that determination to go out for 162 games and have a good enough record to make it. So, you know, expanding it that much is just, I think, just ruining the integrity of it. But on the other hand, for sport business, it's a great idea because, you know, you have more games, obviously. And I will agree that the Wild Card Series was a little bit better than obviously just the wild card game. And like I said, sport business, that's going to hold up really well because it's going to you know put much or many more games on broadcast and uh, make a whole lot of more money that way. So um, we're going to move on from the expanded playoffs to extra innings. Um, there was a new rule they implemented to, for a trial run this year um, with putting a runner on second base when extra innings started. Um, I think it was just because they were going to play so many doubleheaders and they had so little time that they didn't want games dragging on, you know, 18 innings
1: and wiping out a pitching staff. What do we think about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and start off here. Um, I, I'm a big proponent of this. I, I watch a lot of international baseball and the rule is there, you actually load the bases. So that's kind of a version of that. I so, like, that. I, I, so I'd actually, I'm actually a fan, fan of that too. Like I said, for these extra inning games like I know everyone like kind of talks like oh we love these long inning games free baseball but I, I let me tell you as someone who's worked in league baseball like when it's <laughs> when it's 40 when it's 40 degrees out in April and your team's in the 13th inning you want to go home like I said and then you definitely feel with the players too like I said it'll also help out your bullpen a lot I know people like uh, hear big arguments like oh like it's really like the manager's decision like what are they gonna do the next game for the bullpens I mean it, it's a long season man like Injuries are injuries are a big thing. Like I said, the more you can keep them healthy, I think you definitely agree with that. And it's also interesting, um, just kind of comparing links too. Um I I was watching a lot of KBO this year early on when it was the only sport going on. They actually end their games in ties. Like I I don't think you should do do, do that here. No.
2: So I I didn't like the rule in the majors. I did like it in the minors, uh, working for a single A team. They they also started a guy second base in the extras. Um uh, yeah, I thought it was like I thought it was more fun, uh, but also like the thing with the minor leagues is all about player development. It's not so much about winning. Winning's more for like I guess the fan standpoint. Uh, so they don't really need to see the guys in extra innings. I, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but like you want to finish the game sooner, yeah, and just agreed. develop the guys. Uh, with the majors, you you're trying to win games and just like putting a guy second in like a situation where the pitcher uh didn't like earn that or like he didn't earn the guy in second that just it doesn't make any sense to me uh, so yeah i I would, I would like to see it not be a thing anymore in the majors
0: yeah i i agree with stam i mean the minors is fine it's strictly not strictly but the stress there is developing players and I know that there are, you know, fans, and fans are a big part of minor league baseball. But it really is about developing players. And for the majors, to put a guy on second base, I mean, for a pitcher when, you know, you, the batter didn't have to work to get there. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, – it's, it's not earned. And especially the home team in that case, they have such an advantage. I mean, you got to run around second with no outs. A lot has to happen for you to not score that.
2: Yeah, you could hit, like, a sacrifice fly. Not (laughs) a lot has...
0: Exactly. Like, you know, you have a ground ball to second base, the guy gets to third, and then a sack fly. Like, it it just feels very unearned, and I don't know, I'm a big proponent of, like, you need to earn your spot, and earn your spot in the standings, and the runner on second kind of messes with that. Um, But, in the other hand, it wouldn't be the biggest deal if they went and did it. I mean, i I'd be, you know, not really for it and a little bit upset, but it's not going to make or break me watching the game, and it's not going to change it too much. It'll just change those couple of games that go to extra innings, and instead of being 14-inning games, you know, they'll be
2: 10 or 11. I think all teams have to so, like, Yeah, so we're going to Yeah, well, go ahead. All, all the teams have to do when they get a guy in second base and extras like that is they just have to bunt the guy over and then hit a long fly ball and they win the game. Exactly, you would think
1: that, but it's teams not. You don't, don't bunt anymore, so like, I think we could that, see an
0: increase it in would. it, though. If they, yeah,
1: that's yeah. like when I mean, that they start a runner on
0: second, you teach your guys to bunt. Yeah,
1: but wouldn't that be better for baseball? Because that's a biggest complaint now is everybody strikes out and hits home run. So wouldn't obviously kind of I'm just trying to play devil advocate here. Obviously, it's something that's something I support. If you think about it, look at like the biggest complaint about baseball is everyone strikes out. If you give someone the opportunity to move a runner, I think that could be something that's more lively. So I think it's something. Like, obviously, there's some disagreement here, but I think we can definitely see both sides of this. We need to see how they process it forward. I I haven't heard anything that they're going to continue it next year, but obviously, it's going to continue in the minors, and we could see see in the future. We'll be definitely seeing the track and also track, is, is there a, a slight, like, the home team wins more often or is the road team win more often? So, we just can track back to that and see how it goes.
2: Yeah, very true. I think
1: we're going right, so to see a
0: that. Yep.
2: I yeah, think see a lot uh, more if they do implement the <laughs> that, there
0: will be a lot more small ball.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, so the last rule change, I think we're all going to have the same opinion on this. This is absolutely ridiculous—the three batter rule. I mean, oh yeah, get out of here! Get out of <laughs> here with that crap! I mean, come on, Rob Manfred, are you serious? If you think the three batter rule is going to change the length of the ball game by a significant chunk. You're just plain wrong. I mean, that is absolutely brutal. Somebody, It's going to change the game from three hours and 20 minutes to max three hours. Most of the time, three hours and 10 minutes. If you're not watching a baseball game all the way through for three hours and 20 minutes, you're not going to watch it for three hours either. It's ridiculous. What do we think?
1: Pretty, uh, pretty yeah pretty solid out the gate there, Evan, yeah. So, obviously, um, I, I probably do agree with this. Um, there's definitely a few things I could, I could see them doing with pitching, just more of the pitch count stuff and limiting mound visits to kind of be able to shorten the time. Like I said, um, I, I lo- I'd like to see the rule used a little bit more in the Marlins before I kind of develop an opinion on it. Like, I think I'd look more into where the data does. does, does the, should there be even a maximum substitution you can do for pitching? Like, I think sometimes just... I think in, I know in the postseason, like there should not be a rule. Like it's definitely like if games are essential, bring in bring in your matchups. But for the regular season, like I said, it's kind of they are long games. So like I said, I I would like to see more uh research and data, look more into it before you're going like strongly in favor of yeah, this is a dumb rule.
0: Okay, fair enough. Stam?
2: I think
1: it's interesting.
2: Um personally, I I like to see guys go a couple more guy a couple more batters. Uh, you know, I I think bringing in just one pitcher just for one matchup isn't very economical.
0: For that's the pitchers. strategy of the
2: game, though. That's strategy. Know, that, that's a manager's strategy. You're, you're burning your pitchers too early. You know. All right. Guys. Well, that's that's the manager's <laughs> decision, though.
0: If if they want to bring in a guy to neutralize like a Mookie Betts or something, let him do it. If he, you know, that the left exactly. If the left-handed pitcher, <laughs> <laughs> if the left-handed pitcher, you know, has lefties hitting. 100 off of them you want that guy in for that batter and then you know so he doesn't have to go face Aaron Judge who's you know hitting 300 off that's just a stat and that's not a true stat I just kind of threw that out there but like that's ridiculous that you have to keep that guy in there just because of some ridiculous rule I mean the reason that they put it into wasn't for any like gain to the pitcher or health or anything like that it was we want to make games shorter Let's implement this. That's a terrible way to make games shorter.
2: Absolutely. I Evan, you sound like a baseball traditionalist right now. To old stay the man same. I, I like it. To stay <laughs> the same. Don't get me started
1: on oh, robot umpires. I want old man it. <laughs> oven, old man Evan over here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one, last, one last thing I want to talk about, guys. This wasn't mentioned, but it made you see your take on it because I got a, I a pretty radical idea over here. Um, we saw this year with the universal DH. I, like I said, I've read some reports that won't, oh, be yeah. used, won't be used uh, for next year. And also just kind of going off of that, if one thing I've started to realize, what's the point of having an American League and a National League if they do inter, if they do uh, do like interleague play and have and both of the DH? There's really no point in having the two quote-unquote leagues just do do it regionalized at that point. So it's kind of you're thought in having – and continuing with the AL, NL model and continuing with interleague play kind of like it's just not as special anymore when before it was just kind of it's kind of weirdy where we're, we're, we're one it would first only happen in the World Series and two only happen like during one month in June but now it's all the time and especially the Universal DH there's kind of really no point in having an AL and an NL if you're just if everyone's playing by the same set of rules you know
0: I mean I kind of disagree with that I like you look okay, at okay. all the other leagues like the National Hockey League and you know and the NBA they don't have any like big differences between the leagues like why is there a western and an eastern conference or why is there an atlantic division and a pacific division like there's really no difference i i think the universal dh is awesome i mean it opens up another job for you know nl teams and for guys that are looking for positions and i mean let's be real there's only a certain number of people that actually like to watch pitchers hit like watching pitchers hit is cool when they do something like, oh, Bumgardner hit that home run. But it happens once a season. I mean, give it to, you know, the DH. Like, look at the Mets, for example, Dom Smith. If there was no DH this year in the NL, Dom Smith probably wouldn't have broke out. I mean, he wouldn't have a job. Exactly. He wouldn't have a job. He'd be getting the scraps of whatever was left over. He was the full-time DH this year, and he went off. So gotcha. I, I think it's a great thing. It opens up more opportunities and more jobs um, for people. And I think it would, you know, make it more exciting. I'd rather watch Dom Smith hit than Madison Bumgarner.
1: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to clarify my I just want to clarify my take here. My take was basically we shouldn't have an AO and I know. I definitely agree because there should be universal. That's It's kind of there okay. should be universal DH. My take was why is there an AO and in such big in such big like, oh, these are our two leagues when you're having a universal DH. So, okay. I, so, so my, my take is basically get rid of the quote-unquote AL and I don't know, either go to a, a conference style where it's a Western and Eastern conference, or okay. I, even, I even see one idea thrown out. It's because have a table of 30 teams like they do in European soccer. It's basically just a 30-team table, and you basically play teams that way. So like I said, I'm, like I, said I just want to make sure. That we're all on the same page here that I am pro-Universal <laughs> DH.
0: I'm sorry. I, I kind of took over there. I, I have some strong feelings.
1: That. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. No, that's again, a like great I said, idea. Oh, that, like I'm, said, I, like I'm glad table? you can finally agree on something here, Evan, I know we basically, <laughs> the past couple of things, we've been disagreeing on all of them. I guess so. so. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> we can finally agree. You we both like the University DH. Uh, Stan, do you have any feelings on that?
2: No, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that would be kind of cool to have, like, an Eastern Western Conference, uh, like a Conference Finals. Uh, with the uh, MLB, kind of like the NBA, but I- I'm going to disagree with Evan here because, uh, oh boy, you know, I th- I, it's it's always fun to see Bartolo Colon. Oh come on. In at bat. I mean, please give me a break. Taking Daddy X, you know, I, give me I'm a break. Yankees, I would, if I'm the Yankees, I would sign Bartolo Colon just for a
1: DH position. A solution here. No, uh, what you no. do is you do for, a wait. pitching. Yep, go. Cool. I, I got I got a solution for you, Sam. It, it's a bit out there. Like I said, it wouldn't work. But the solution is you either do A, a all-star game of just pitchers, or a pitcher home run Ooh. derby, or B, that's your extra inning role. You send up your best pitcher. If they hit a home run, bam, that's the game. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: god. I just want to say for uh, legal reasons, uh, if the Yankees listen to this, uh, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Did not mean that yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do, I do want to say that POs do have uh, the most fun on the team. I mean, can you imagine just being a bullpen guy? All you got to do is come in and, like once a game and just throw like an inning of like 10 pitches or something. Unless do you're a James Chapman, though. <laughs> no, no, you're just sweating bullets the whole game.
0: <laughs> yeah, sweating bullets and blowing playoff appearances. Yeah, he's down he the just... drain. Uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about here um, our predictions for the uh, World Series as well. Um, Stam, you had Dodgers in seven that
2: was close nick you i was were wrong the, we were all we, I had, we were
0: all close nick you had uh in seven that was completely wrong i blame and, cash <laughs> yeah you br- blame cash taking sell out uh yeah. i actually <laughs> predicted correct the dodgers did win the series in six so whatever that's worth we'll keep some sort of point tally like predictions just like we're gonna do for the Gold Gloves, so uh, so
1: yeah, you I'll had take one, good one take, point. you you had one take, one good take so far in this podcast. So I'll give I'll give you that one. We'll we'll, we'll, see, we'll wow. see on the predi- <laughs> we'll see on the we'll see on the prediction front, but I'll give you that one. You in yeah. the right amount of games, like I said, wow, the, the, the whole rules things you lost me a little bit. But we'll we'll, we'll, we'll oh, see going no. forward. I we'll see in the Golden Gloves you could overtake me, and then I'll have to walk everything back. But we'll see, we'll see. All
0: right,
2: well, that's what the yeah. show is for, right? Hot takes and
0: disagreement, Evan, I guess.
2: Evan, Evan if, I, if I was the radio DJ host right now, it would be like pressing the clapping hands button right now for you. you know. <laughs> we, we should figure out how to do that. That would be a good touch. <laughs> there you goes. Awesome.
0: All, right. <laughs> All right, and uh, one last thing before I send it over to Nick to uh, send us out here. Uh, thank you to the BU Bandit. I uh, left a great review for us on the Apple Podcast app. He said, these guys are uh, the best. Always some good hot takes in the world of baseball. Uh, good to today. hear their constant banter. Yeah, especially today. <laughs> A-plus <laughs> podcast. So, BU Bandit, hey, wherever you are, we- thank you very much for listening. And uh, we appreciate it a lot. Uh, Sam, go ahead. What were you going to say? I said, at least we got one loyal follower out there.
1: Yeah, one exactly. Right, one. <laughs>
0: MB3, Maybe it's the guy from the yeah. Philippines. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the Philippines guy.
2: <laughs> the BU All right. Bandit. <laughs> exactly he's seeking asylum out there in the
1: philippines
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right nick take us on out
1: yeah sure guys really appreciate you guys listening um as you guys know we are available on a couple different platforms here you can listen to us on anchor spotify and um, also Apple Podcasts. So, like I said, be like the BU bandit here. Leave a nice review for us and rating. Five stars all the way. Like I said, i was looking at the data. We already have 10 five-star reviews. So, really appreciate that, guys. Just keep up the support. Always make sure to subscribe. And also check out the website for some of um, the latest content, too. I know Stan's gonna put um, some stuff up there later this week uh, featuring uh, Randy Rosarena. So, go ahead and check that out. Should be up there. And finally, guys, you can observe a lot by watching.